be the change you want to see in the world. And that's also one of the meanings of the new wave of the title of the book is so that told you well, I like surfing. So <laughs> that's one thing I like to, you know, the principle of the wave is to seize the opportunity, but it's also a level of vibration. The people in this book and myself, we are looking at creating a new earth, a new world with a lot of benevolence, with a lot of love where people smile and hug, but do it from a level of vibration where we incarnate where we want to be and we don't fight a system in a way. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. Hey, thank you so much, Alex E. Lambert, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So excited today to talk to you about your book, The New Wave, Escape 9 to 5, Do What You Love and Make an Impact. Inspiring stories from conscious entrepreneurs for millennials who want a life of well-being, freedom, and purpose. Thanks again, Alex, for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Awesome. Well, before we jump into your book, Alex, if you don't mind, just telling us a little bit more about yourself and your work and what you've got going on right now. Yeah, so just to give you a bit of background, I come from France and I've had quite a traditional upbringing education. I did a prestigious business school. And most of my friends would be in strategy consulting or bankers, and that's kind of the traditional path. So what I tried to do with this book is to show a different path because for me, I did a year in finance and it wasn't very fulfilling. And it's kind of the dream you're sold to. And I find that in our Western cultures, we often sold the dream of climbing the ladder, the corporate ladder, have, achieving a high status, make money and and this is fine to do but yeah for me I didn't find that much fulfillment and then when I explored more entrepreneurship and spirituality I found way more fulfillment and also personal development so the idea with this book is to give the courage to people who think okay I think there's more I want to explore something different and maybe they have parents or friends who think they're crazy the idea is to tell them guys there are people like you out there and we're walking the path, and we have our struggles, we have our doubts, but here's why we do it. Yeah. So it really ties to my story of going from that really traditional way, ladder to success, to thinking life differently and finding my tribe doing so. Awesome, man. Sounds like a, an amazing book. I wondered if you might jump into maybe a section or chapter of the book that really inspired you the most or maybe you feel like the listeners would get the most out of today yeah i have it uh, i have it here with me actually and i think in general i really want to honor the the vulnerability of people who share the stories so i really asked with 36 authors uh, conscious entrepreneurs 
And I really ask people to be, to be raw. It's not really about teaching and saying uh, we have all the answers. It's really about sharing our journey authentically and why we do what we do. So really from that uh, vulnerable place. So yeah, I can pick up a story. For example, here I have uh, my friend Comet who lives in Bali and she's had um, a tough childhood being involved in taking drugs and like having suicide in her family anyway. That's like pretty deep stuff sometimes. So I want like, that's actually the first story because uh, I was reading, she's my friend also, and I was reading her story and I was like in tears (laughs) while reading the story because it was so deep. And that really creates that hard connection. But then there are also a lot of um, great tips. So you have people who are, who have been into health coaching for uh, quite a few years and give their best morning routines. So it's really that combination of yeah, vulnerability, vulnerable stories, and insights that can help you. Awesome. Is there any particular insights or one of the stories, I guess, mm. that stands out the most? Like, what, what do you feel like you got the most out of personally from hearing all these stories and writing them down? Mm. I'd say the one thing that comes back the most is starting before you're ready. Mm. So all the authors answered the same questions. One was about their story. The second one was about the imposter syndrome. And that's a big one. Most people really experience that imposter syndrome. And the other one then is money, fears around money. Then there's like other challenges as them. And then there's what's the best advice to give to people? That's question five. And to that question, most people really talk about they weren't ready. Like they weren't sure about it, about it. They had all those doubts and fears. Yeah, they would still go for it. So here I have, a, I have my friend Kirsty to the answer, what advice would you give to people who hesitate about following their passion? She says, your beliefs are an illusion. Don't buy into what your mind is telling you because his job is to keep you safe and small. And that's so true. Hmm. I'm sure you've heard the expression, magic doesn't happen inside your comfort zone. So lean into the fear and take a chance at following your passion because on the other side of fear is your bliss. Don't let the world tell you who and how you need to be. Be real, real and unapologetically you. Embrace your humanness and drop the mask so that you can live life creatively in full expression of who you are. (laughs) No one can stop you from being in your power. It's a choice. So choose to create what you'd love. It is the single most meaningful and fulfilling thing you can do. By nurturing your gifts, you're robbing yourself and the world of the absolute radness that is you. Whoa. And honestly, I just have the book now. I wow. picked one randomly. I didn't prepare before. I was like, as I was reading, I was like, sometimes <laughs> I forget how powerful the words in this book are. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's gold, man. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing it. Um, well, I did want to make sure, and maybe you could just recap a little bit, you know, that the listeners today and would really understand what you wanted to capture by writing your book. So if you could just yeah. sum it up, in just one thing, what would you say that would be? It gives people permission to do what they love and to go for it. It's really about giving permission. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again for sharing more about your book. And 
I wanted to talk a little bit more about you, Alex, and I'm always inspired by the authors I, I uh, interview and I want to know a little bit more about what has inspired them to be who they are. And, and I think writing a book is a great accomplishment. So great, great job on mm-hmm. that. Congrats. And so wondered if you might share who has influenced you or who or what has influenced you the most to be who you are today, Alex. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, because when I was 20, I read The 4-Hour Workweek. And to me, it just made sense. You know, I read about, yeah. uh, it's a lot about challenging the status quo. And actually, this book is really inspired by Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentors. There are yeah. two of his books. And when I read them, I was like, wow, it, I just got so much out of it. And, and his podcast. And I was like, how cool would it be to have something similar, but for a generation and with people who are not like some of people, some of the people in this book are millionaires, but some are just starting or they're st- still figuring it out and mm-hmm. to have a bit of that mix. So it makes it more relatable. Tim Ferriss is the one that got me into meditation also uh, into trying psychedelics. So he's, yeah, he's the main one. Then I got really interested in a lot of other influences, but uh, special credits to, to him. Yeah. Awesome. One of my f- early influences. Yeah, as well. how about you? <laughs> Four Hour Work yeah. Week was definitely one of my yeah. starters, man. Mm-hmm. It's great. Well, I wanted to ask about failure, and uh, because I, I a lot of times I believe failure is where we learn the most. And I wondered if you had it in the back of your mind any type of failure you feel or quote unquote failure you would like mm. to share with the listeners today, and what you might have learned from it. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. It's like uh, Nelson Mandela. He says. Uh, Either I learn or I win, but I never fail, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this quote. quote. Okay, well, I'll share something that's um, has been happening to me three three years ago. I was, which looks like a failure in a way, and then is actually what propelled me a little bit on that path. Was three years ago, I was really in love with um, a woman, and I say she was a queen, and I wasn't a king. <laughs> and when she yeah, I was pretty insecure being with, with her. I could feel that, especially in hindsight. And when she left, I really wanted to become a better person, right? But at the time, it was pretty rough. And I was like, oh, why does, why does this happen to me? <laughs> but now when I look at it, it's been one of the main triggers for me to be like, okay, I want to be a better person. And not just like uh, I want to make money and be fit, but also be generally morally a better person. And so that's when I started meditation that's when i started to read more books and that's what put me on my journey so i mean there's no happy ending she she has a, a boyfriend now and we're not together but i'm really thankful to that and to her because uh yeah she's a she's a great person and and what it triggered in me even though it was a bit sad at the time and you could see it as a failure yeah it was one of the best things that happened to me in the end yeah yeah yeah, it gave you some fire, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, Alex. I know you mentioned a quote earlier, and it was a great one. I didn't know if you had another one you'd like to share or something something that maybe inspires you often. Yeah, there's another one I, I really like. It's uh, by Gandhi, Be the Change You Want to See in the World. And that's also one of the meanings of the new wave of the title of the book is... so. I told you, well, I like surfing, so that's one thing. I like to, you know, the, the principle of the wave is to seize the opportunity, but it's also a level of vibration. The people in this book and myself, we are 
looking at creating a new earth, a new world with a lot of benevolence, with a lot of love where people smile and hug, but do it from a level of vibration where we incarnate where we want to be and we don't fight the system in a way. So it's just about being that light and creating these communities and being open rather than trying to change things without being the incarnation of that in our everyday life. And it's the same with entrepreneurship. Like a lot of lifestyle entrepreneurs, they, and I've been guilty of that sometimes, is you share about freedom, about lifestyle, but you end up in a new rat race where you spend a lot of time being busy creating a life you forget to live, right? Mm. So here, um, that's something, I'll, uh, that's a quote I really like, is, is whatever you're preaching, really, you, you be that change first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great, great quote. Thank you, Alex. Uh, well, I wanted to share with the listeners a little bit about the book writing process. Uh, I have a lot of authors who listen, and so I wondered mm. if you might share any tips, tricks, or anything that you might have learned along the way that, you would have wished you would have known maybe before you started writing a book. Yeah, actually. So I did it a bit differently because it's a, it's a collaboration. So my job was as much project management than the one of an author, right? Yeah. So I would say it, it ran pretty smoothly. What I can share that's of value, especially if people want to do something similar, is, I mean, how smart it is to do it this way, in a way, like, because I'm not uh, very famous and... If you want to write a book, it's, we know it's going to be, to be a lot of work to write, but also to promote it. And when you do a collaboration like this, well, first you get other people to write their parts, right? So the way I did it, I asked the other authors to pre-purchase some books to finance the fixed costs around proofreading and a little bit of fixed costs. And then we all write our parts. So the book is easier to write in this way. And then the other authors, they're also going to promote it. So it's really that, uh, yeah. I think that's what you understand doing a podcast is that leveraging collaboration and helping each other out is so much more powerful yeah. than doing everything on your own. So yeah, the advice I'd have is that doing it through a collaboration, even if it's like three, four people, it really, really helps, I find. And then in the process in itself, uh, it only took me three months in the end, so which is pretty good to, awesome, really. to um, have it on, on Kindle and on uh, as paperback. And we'll have the audio version in January for Audible. So yeah, thinking about it, it was quite smooth. Just this was quite a lot of organization. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd say if you do it this way is like for me, I was really scared at the beginning to ask the people in this book to contribute because these are people I really look up to. And uh, I felt the imposter syndrome when I put this together. And I think writing a book is, writing your first book might be something where your imposter syndrome can kick in, meaning like, am I good enough to write a book? Yeah. And that showed up for me. And that's one of the main lessons of this book is that's probably going to show, show up for everyone. And that's completely fine. And we still did it. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's very cool yeah, to collaborate like that, like you said, to have basically have your own launch team right there and your own support system to, mm. to make it all happen, right? 
So it's great. Yeah, and, it, and it's people who are part of the book, so they want to spread it. The same as when you interview me in this podcast, I'm super happy to be interviewed. I'm going to share it and to drag people to your podcast, right? So yeah. that's a really smart way in general to leverage collaboration, especially for uh, there are a lot of solopreneurs and you can be both a little bit lonely sometimes. And it can also just, it's just way more effective to share communities and, and audiences. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool, man. Well, I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything. So if there was absolutely anything else at all you'd like to share, uh, or if there was a question you would have asked yourself, uh, if you were in my shoes, what would that be? Well, actually, the, the, I didn't touch on the last two questions. I stopped at five. So question six is, what is your definition of a successful life? And question seven is the impact you want to have in the world. So that's uh, obviously I ask them to other people. So I know it's questions I, I yeah. like in general. I'll answer the last one about the impact I want to have. I'd say to me, it's twofold. So I talked about be the change you want to see in the world. And it's on that smaller scale. It's to be just really a nice person, a kind person to, to smile and to hug and on, the, on this really simple level to be kind of be the light, as you'd say. And, and that's one part of it, very achievable for anyone. And the second part is, I think I have um, also like a certain motivation and certain gifts that I can share with the world and build, you know, through entrepreneurships or even uh, build, help build systems and nations where that's, let's say, rewire a bit the way we think about life and to add more consciousness and benevolence. So for me, it's like, I like to ask people why they do what they do. And for me, really, ultimately, I want to go in the train in Paris and see people smile and hug like, <laughs> like it's normal, you know? That's already the world I created a bit around me. Like, let's say in the, Bali, in the cafes in Bali I go to, if I sit down and look at the person next to me, Usually they'll smile back and we'll have a conversation. In Paris, it'd be more like, who's that freak? You know? <laughs> and I want to change that a little bit, create a yeah, world yeah. with more trust and benevolence. And I think the way to do that is just do it in your everyday life, very simply, but also do it through bigger organizations. So doing both. Wow. Awesome. Love that mission, man. I definitely believe in the power of a smile. So uh, keep smiling, man. I uh, appreciate you just being here and uh, talking to me today and sharing this wonderful message. I uh, wanted to make sure the listeners knew where to connect with you online. And so if you could give us some of that, those details and a little bit more about what you're up to next. Yeah. So how to connect the two best ways would be either Instagram. It's at alex.lember, L-A-M-B-E-R or my website, which is www.alexelamber.com. So A-L-E-X-E-L-A-M-B-E-R.com. And for me, so my mission is to raise consciousness through entrepreneurship. And the main focus at the moment is to help conscious entrepreneurs build and monetize their personal brand. And the idea is when you build a personal brand, well, first helps a lot for your own personal growth, but then you can have the freedom um, in terms of time and money, especially 
to do what you love full time and you can scale your impact. So I think if I help uh, conscious entrepreneurs really build and monetize, which then helps to build further this personal brand, it's going to have a huge impact in the world in uh, raising uh, consciousness on earth in general. So that's the main focus at the moment. Awesome. Well, keep at it, man. And, and you, can, you can find that on my, on my website. There's a link to my podcast. There's a link to my book. And there's a link to, uh, I have a, a free mini workshop about building and monetizing a personal brand, a conscious personal brand. So that's on alexilember.com. That's great. Hey, can they find, I know we talked before you have a podcast as well. Can they find your podcast link there? Yeah, they can find the, the, the links to Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Awesome. All right, good stuff. Well, thank you again. And you'll be, you'll be on the show uh, in a week or so. And I'm excited <laughs> yeah, about that. Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to it. And uh, just thank you again for your time. And it was great to connect. And I wish you all the best. And congrats again on your book. Thank you, Aaron. And thank you so much to everyone who took uh, some of their precious time to listen to what I had to say. <laughs> Really grateful for that. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.